Here's a problem. We sometimes do what we feel like. We sometimes do what we want to. And only very, very few times we do what the Lord wants us to. He who is faithful with little is faithful with many. We read that it's not by might, it's not by power, it's, but it's by the Holy Spirit that the Lord will do what He's going to do in the last days. And those who are led by the Lord, the Holy Spirit, it doesn't matter what you call yourself, if you're led by the Lord, you are the sons of God. But being led by the Lord means you don't go beyond what is written. It also means that you're in obedience to what the Lord has said. All you have to do is read Ephesians chapter 4 for that. And whenever you have a doubt, if you belong to a church, you can ask. And the Lord will clear that up. Why I'm saying that is because we take too many things upon ourselves because of our ego or because who we think we are. The Bible says, cast your burdens unto the Lord. The Bible says, listen to the Lord. Be guided by the Holy Spirit. For example, today's worship. What does the Lord want from this, in this, to do? Understand the Lord wants to bless us and not curse us. So don't walk out of this door without receiving the blessing of the Lord. And many times you do that because you don't cast your burdens unto the Lord. And because you can't do that, there's no space for the blessing. Yesterday, I think it was Mikhail or Ilan was talking up on the puffs. We told him to leave him some space for the biryani. Then he didn't eat the puff. Or maybe he took it away and ate it. I don't know. But here's the thing. It's a bad example. But what is troubling you? Cast that which is troubling you unto the Lord. Don't let that hinder his blessings. Don't work out 
that door without his blessings. It's there for you. Not by might, not by power, but by the Holy Spirit. Not by emotions, not by your strength, or your merit, or your ability. Trust Him. He alone, He alone can do this. Last week, someone asked me how they can lead a spiritual life with a materialistic mind. I said, it is impossible, you cannot do that. We do not live as before, wrapping ourselves in the world and its values which are bankrupt. We live in constant renewal of our mind, which transforms us into the image of God, into His perfect will. We have to understand that we have been programmed by the world to fail. And that's why we need to renew our mind in the Word of God. Solomon, the wisest man before Jesus, and I paraphrase, he said, money will grow wings and fly away. Same thing with materialistic things. You can't take that with you. And they will disappoint you. Suppose you get something new this year. Will you have the same joy next year? But the joy of the Lord surpasses all understanding and is indeed our strength. That's what the Bible tells us to renew our mind. Some of us are living our lives like we are walking in two boats and we wonder why we fall and we wonder why things fail. We often blame God for that. And God willing, next year I'll teach you about how the gifts of God and His calling are irrevocable. In other words, we are responsible for our actions. And in those actions, the Holy Spirit helps us overcome what we are programmed to do and act. And instead of that, He tells us what the will of God is and gives us a choice to act according to the will of God. 
always there is a choice. It doesn't force us into heaven or the will of God. You have to choose. And if at any time you have a doubt, you can always ask. That's why you belong to a church. And we as humans, we make mistakes. But God doesn't hold us accountable if we confess our sins before Him. Because there is no condemnation in those who are in Christ Jesus who walk according to the Spirit. Acknowledge that mistake as a mistake. Come clean before God. In Matthew 6, it says, Seek ye first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all the other things shall be added unto you. So seek His righteousness. Seek the right standing with God. This question that person asked was quite meaningful. How can we lead a spiritual life along with materialistic mind? You cannot. Because spirit and flesh, they're at war. Spiritual life does not and is not compatible with the materialistic mind. If you need something, delight in the Lord. He'll give you the desires of your heart. For example, if I need a new device, be it a phone or computer, whatever it is, I have a lot of things in my heart that I wish I had or I can think of. But what I do is, Lord... You give me what I need. You give me clarity. I may not think this is the right thing, but you give me clarity and purpose. Let that device you give fulfill. Help me fulfill the role that I have to play. The role which enables me to walk worthy of my calling in you. I also tell him, by the way, I decide this. I want this. Because says delight in the Lord and he'll give you the desires of your heart. I tell him all that. But like Jesus did in the garden of Gethsemane, I say, not my will, Lord, but let yours be done. I crucify that, those desires, and the Lord gives me what I need. And I have realized and I have found that it is more than enough. And the things that I thought would give me happiness, those things just fade away. In other words, In Psalm 16 it says, 
at his right hand are pleasures forevermore. This is the God who is our Father whom we worship. And if you read Romans 12, 1 and 2, talks about renewing your mind, but offering up your life as a living sacrifice. That means while you are alive, give it to God. It's a sacrifice. Same thing with your praise. You may not feel like praising Him, but it's a sacrifice, a living sacrifice. Paul says, I beg you, I urge you to offer your bodies as a living and holy sacrifice to God. A sacred offering that brings Him pleasure. And this is your reasonable service or reasonable worship. Do not allow the world to mold you in its image. Instead, be transformed from the inside out by the renewing of your mind. As a result, you will be able to discern what God wills and wants and whatever God finds as good, whatever God finds as pleasing, whatever God finds completes you. In other words, I told this person, only renewing your mind in the Word of God can save you from materialism. Because this is a plague that affects all fallen humanity. We think that materials can make us happy. In Psalms, in Proverbs, it talks about the leanness that they can bring to our soul. Do not be under that deception. I know the Lord is speaking to you. we understood Matthew's account of the birth of Jesus here's what Luke had to say and like before I paraphrase but you'll find it in Luke chapter 2 Mary's fiance Joseph from Nazareth in Galilee had to participate in the census in the same way everyone else did. Because he was a descendant of King David, his ancestral city was Bethlehem, David's birthplace. Mary, 
who was now late in her pregnancy, that the messenger Gabriel, the angel Gabriel, had predicted, accompanied Joseph. While in Bethlehem, she went into labor and gave birth to her firstborn son. She wrapped the baby in a blanket and laid him in a feeding trough because the inn had no room for them. Nearby in the fields outside of Bethlehem, a group of shepherds were guarding their flocks from predators in the darkness of night. Suddenly a messenger of the Lord stood in front of them and the darkness was replaced by the glorious light, the shining light of God's glory. And they were terrified. And this is what the angel said, Do not be afraid. Listen, I bring you good news, good news of great joy, good news that will affect all people everywhere. Today, in the city of David, a liberator has born for you. The one who sets you free. He's the promised anointed one, the Messiah, the supreme authority. You will know that you have found him when you see a baby wrapped in a blanket, lying in a feeding trough. At that moment, the first heavenly messenger was joined by thousands of other angels, a vast heavenly choir, and they praised God. And they said, to the highest heights of the universe, glory to God. And on earth, peace among all people who bring pleasure to God. Glory to God in the highest and peace to all on the earth. Sometimes, jokingly, I say, when Anu asks me, what do you want? I say, I want peace on all the earth among men, because that's what the angels said. But really, peace. I see peace here, like I saw last week. I can't explain it, but it is flowing like a river. And it is because of Jesus, the Christ the Anointed One, the Messiah. We celebrate His birthday tomorrow. Not because it is His birthday or it is not His birthday, but we celebrate it in our life every day because He is worthy. He is worthy of it all. Let's all stand up and worship Him. Hallelujah.